Welcome back. Welcome back. Took us a while. Been a minute. But hey, you're welcome. We're back. We back. And um, normally we crank y'all up with asking for a friend. But this is actually back to business for us. Back to the business. Season two of Talking Cash. We here. I'm Jeff Knows Money. I'm Mojo Hill. That's right. So, hope y'all enjoyed the Asking for a Friend segment. We're going to keep doing those on top of doing our normal routine where we take, you know, financial issues, break them down for y'all, kind of show y'all how to look at things from a different perspective because everything you read, that's not actually what's going on. So, we're going to kick off season two in a similar way that we kicked off season one. Yes, sir. So, you know, we view things a little differently here. And when we see certain stuff, we got to speak about it. So, if you've been paying attention, it's a clip going around. It was on CNBC. They literally showed it the first day of Black History Month, 2022. So, February 1st, 2022. CNBC drops a video about black buying power. And the whole thing was, was how black buying power has now reached $1.6 trillion dollars. And they're saying, oh, this is more than, you know, most countries' GDP. So black folks in America, $1.6 trillion in buying power. But then they go out of their way to tell you that the black net worth has fallen at the same time that black buying power has risen. And I just thought that was a little funny. So today, we're deep diving into that segment. And we're going to get all up in the numbers to show you why this whole segment that they kicked off Black History Month with and set all y'all off and had y'all on social media talking about what we need to do to do better, we're going to show you why this was some bullshit. Some real boogie wig. Coming up next on Talking Cash. You getting ready to be a rich new. All right. So, CNBC ran this segment. We'll put a link to it so you can see it for yourself. And they talk about how black buying power has increased, but at the same time, the black household net worth has declined over that same period. Then they roll in a bunch of celebrities or black business people that you know. Um, Bob Johnson was one of them, the guy who used to own BET. And also there was Angela Yee. Um, And he ain't on that lotion too? He might be. He on the baby be lotion. One of the Johnsons. One of the Johnsons of the Johnsons. Yeah, he has two Johnsons, but he, ain't the same Johnson from the north. No, no, no. This is West. West Johnson. West from the Johnson from the West. Okay, cool. So, I know them too. Yeah. Um, BET and possibly Baby Oil. Just half of it though. So he goes on. He tells people, "Oh, we got to do black people. We got to do better. We got to take our money, buy assets that appreciate. Main thing we need to do: blah blah blah. Buy a house. Angela Yee." She comes on and says the same thing. Black people need to buy stocks. We need to invest. I want to see black, more black people investing. And, of course, they close the segment out basically saying that we have to do better with how we spend our money. So I saw the segment. I showed Mojo the segment. What would you think about it, Mojo? Um, it, fake news. It was fake news. It, it's, that's a really... Really good way to put it. Fake news. So, why was it fake news? Why do they close the video out with, 
we have to reevaluate how we're spending our money. We're going to tell you why. Because the translation is that we as a people are mismanaging our resources, and that's why we're behind. That's what they tell us. That's what they keep telling us, because funny, they keep bringing up the wealth gap, and I only hear the wealth gap when they're talking about us. Yeah. I don't hear the wealth gap as it relates to Mexicans or nope. our Latin brothers and sisters. Right. Asians. Nope. Middle Eastern. Nope. Um, I would say natives, but we kind of are them too. So I only hear this referring to black people. Now, don't get us wrong, because there's stuff we could do better. But this video and this segment that they ran is not giving you the full picture and I'm going to tell you today how it's just causing confusion. When you hear black buying power or buying power in general, what do you think of? For the most part, you're going to think about as far as what we're able to purchase um, as a whole, as far as like, not just in the whole thing as far as like homes or cars, but just, just anything as far as the black dollar goes, you know, Whatever that might be. So, when I the way they presented the segment, the way I took it was this, it was disposable income. So, like, okay, we get our paycheck, we pay all our bills, just what we have left. Because they made it a point to say, black buying power was the ability to buy, save, and invest. The extras. That's what, so. That's what it sounded like to me. If you telling me it's something I'm saving. That means I had to already pay all my bills. That's extra. You telling me I'm investing? Investing is just another way of saving, right? Correct. That's excess. That's disposable income. And so the way they presented it is since the year 2000, our ability to buy, save, and invest, disposable income, has doubled since the year 2000. Now, if our ability to buy, save, and invest has doubled, but our net worth is going is going down, then basically they're insinuating that we're being irresponsible, just as a whole group of people. We're just blowing a bag. That's it. As a people's. And that was my problem with this segment, because now we're getting to that age-old American tradition of painting this picture of individual ruggedness. And for anybody who doesn't know what that means, that's the idea that I can come to America with nothing, and if I work hard enough and I just grind it out, I can make it. I can be rich. I can be wealthy, but you just got to be willing to work hard enough. So if somebody didn't get there, then they just didn't work hard enough. You're lazy, or you mismanage your resources. I think I had somebody tell me that the other day. Was it at work? Yeah, they told me I was lazy. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing at work. You don't want to do too much. I just, I told him I didn't come to work. I can't get paid. Here we go again. What's the, <laughs> what's the point? I came to get a check. I didn't come to show. I didn't come to show you how strong my back was. I ain't lying. I just can't get paid. And leave that to them young guys. Right. It's OG season. OG unk season. Unk season. Official unk season. That's why we have on the official uniform of unk. <laughs> Leisure wear. Yeah. <laughs> they talking about the hot girl summer. Unk season. Unk season. 
That Uncle A.R.R. spraying here. Y'all ain't ready. From the spraying chickens. Y'all ain't ready. What's clucking? Leisure suit on with the with the barbecue sandals. I ain't lying. Got to know it. White socks. White socks. On season. All right. So, individual ruggedness. If you failed, it's on you. Because allegedly everybody had everything to make it when they got here, right? Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. But see, here's the problem. The idea that if you're in America, you can overcome anything, especially how it applies to black people, completely removes any fault from America for what has happened to black people. So what do I mean by that? Slavery. Chick. And we had slavery, uh, they say, for 400 years, but um, you can do your research. Slavery didn't officially end to the 1950s. That's when the Department of Justice last investigated allegations of slavery in the Deep South, so 1950s. And this country also specifically targeted black people and their lawmaking to oppress us. We are the only people that have had laws specifically and policy specifically crafted and designed to discriminate and oppress us. We were discriminating the home buying process. So for everybody who wants to throw out, black people need to buy more homes, home ownership is a gateway to wealth, all that stuff. We were specifically denied the opportunity to own housing by the federal government. And let's not even get to banking. No, don't even go there. That's still going. But even with all that said, y'all going to look at us and be like, well, well, stop complaining. You just got to work hard. We have worked harder than anybody over here. Forever. Yeah. So don't don't give me the speech about hard work. You the one, you were so lazy, you went and got people from another country to do the work. You went, like you made a job out of being lazy. That's another level of laziness. <laughs> like, man, oh, shit. We ain't really trying to clear no land this morning, man. We just need like some some people that can do that. We can't find no. What's that called? A servant? No, no. No, no, no. Because servant like that's got some respect to it. Now you may ha- you may have to pay them. But that's hard work, boy. That sounds like some trying to have no servant. Mm-hmm. Something else to begin with an S. What is that? Um, that stuff they would. Slave. Slavery. Yeah, slavery. I mean, we need some of them. We need somebody to go out there and slave <laughs> on that. Slave. Like, look, bro, I ain't even got no axe. I don't know how we gonna start clearing this land. I just got real, a real sharp rock without. I'm just gonna bang that up again. No, man, we gotta get somebody else to do I this, know. bro. I, gonna, I can't even see it, bro. No, we gotta get somebody else go else go out there and slave. But where do we get them from, man? Let's just hit the next town. Of, no, man, we can't do that. I know where we can get some people from. Well. Is this place with all them big all and, and big. muscular? Like where? Shh. Down in Florida, they got them. <laughs> I'm telling you, Brian, I seen them. So y'all thought I was about to say Africa, didn't you? Uh, they didn't go all the way over there. We was here. We was already here. But anyhow, so as soon as I see the clip, I think to myself, this whole thing sound bogus, right? So I started researching it because I'm like, I want to find out where did this information come from? They based this whole segment 
on the idea that we're mismanaging our money. Don't mention any other ethnic group other than to shame us. And I'm like, okay, where is it coming from? I have a whole lot of damn questions. Where did those numbers come from? Because here is the issue with you telling me that you're tracking buying power. How do you track buying power for an ethnic group or a race? Yo, what, what metric system are you using for that? What, what type of, what are you using? I mean, when I go buy stuff, it's not like they're making me declare a, a race. Like, You're not feeling out of senses when you're getting no, some swishers. I ain't no. never bought no pack of cool blue, 100 bucks. I had to fill out a census. So how they know what I'm spending my money on? Well, they probably knew because it was cool blue 100. You know what? As far what? as I know. You know <laughs> you. Now, now, you buy some Marlboros. Oh, the there some you red go. Marlboros. <laughs> you told me that killed John Wayne. <laughs> uh, some some Laramie cigar, cigarettes. Oh, yeah, they got you on that one, but. Yeah, uh, cool blue one hundreds. I think I don't think there's a blacker product out there. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, soon as you ring that up, oh, we know who did that. We know who that is. So, but that, so that's my problem though. So, the cool blue one hundreds, do rags, wave grease, all, all that to the side. How do you know who's buying what? Because we're not declaring anything, and, and I know some of y'all are smart, and y'all going to say, well, they're probably tracking it based on your credit card purchases or loan information if you right. apply for loans or whatever. And that sounds fair, but again, we do not apply for this stuff and list, well, I don't know what every other race is doing, but I can tell you, if you black and you want to get approved, guess what you're not checking? Black. Black. Like all them boxes where, oh, you can just tell us your ethnicity, but this isn't going to be factored into your loan. I, I bet it's not. I, I, nice try. I always type in other. Skip. Other. Don't even, sh- I don't even Continue. check it. Skip. Yeah, it'll be others, but see, they probably figuring, you ain't going to say you're black, so you're probably going to say other. So I, I just skipped that one altogether. No, nah, I'm not putting that down. But I'm going to use myself as an example. I got a regular name. Right. I stay in a white zip code. Very clear. I went to a white university. Very transparent. I work in a white industry. So how can how you how do you know what I am? I don't buy cool blue one hundreds. Haven't bought black and miles in forever. So how do y'all know what I am? So that's my first problem with it. How are you tracking the spending? Because there is nothing. If I'm in Saks or whatever and I buy stuff, if I'm in Costco or Sam's and I buy stuff, You, how do you know who's buying what? And then you got people who operate on just cash. Yeah, I'm from the street, so uh, that's how I keep the folks off. You just operate in cash. Got a, whole bunch, got a whole bunch of everything and ain't none of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Look, it's cash, cash is king. Look, they can't track you on that. So as I started to wonder where they get this information from, I did find out that it came from a report from the University of Georgia Business School. They put these out every Georgia, couple of years. Georgia. Georgia. The whole world. I got too much Batman me to sing the rest of that song. I ain't lying. Anyhow. Um, on Bear. On Bear. That's right. 
So the 1.6 trillion in buying power came from a study from University of Georgia for 2021. The study that I was able to pull up was 2019, and that was just me trying to get an idea of how are they generating these numbers, what's the what's the methodology behind this report. And that's when the problems for CNBC get started. Their definition of buying power, remember, the ability to buy, save, and invest, which sounds like what? Disposable, Disposable income. income. Their definition of buying power and the definition in that report is completely different. That report says that your buying power is anything left after taxes. So let's make this real simple. Whatever gets direct deposited into your account from your check, that's what they are saying is buying power. Ain't that your income? That's your income. That's a big difference from disposable income. If that's just buying power, that means I still have to pay my bills. And what if I'm barely getting by? And then the report goes out of its way to say that buying power, the way they defined it, is not a measurement of wealth. So let's make this real simple. Help y'all figure out why that, why this is a problem for CNBC and how they presented this. I got two questions. How do you think we spend our income? We pay bills. That's how we spend our income, paying okay. bills. Now, same question, but I'm going to throw a different word in there. How do we spend our discretionary income? We spend our discretionary income paying bills, right? Yeah, so for a lot of people, there is no discretionary income. It's ain't ain't no discretionary income. Struggling and surviving. Good time. <laughs> like that's <laughs> we on. We paying bills. <laughs> like discretionary income. Where ain't, they do where they do that at? Ain't no view of discretion advisory <laughs> going on. But listen. <laughs> You you just getting that notification, man. I need to go and pay that bill for. I don't have no water or these lights on. Keep the utilities going. It's just that simple. Survival. We surviving. We paying bills, and according to that study that I was able to pull, thirty seven percent of our buying power was housing related. So almost forty percent of what we were spending our money on was literally keeping a roof over your head. Roof. Get my bad. Keeping a roof over your head and paying utilities. Mm-hmm. Another 7.5% of that was groceries. And I, it said food, but they made a point to break out if you go out to eat for to a restaurant or if you're buying food for your house, which food for your house, another word for groceries. So that means I need to go ahead stocking one of them vainas and the ramen noodle donut. Yeah, you can cut that that seven and a half percent. You can Boy, cut that down to like two. But look like I got the canteen, but like I got that I made stove. <laughs> I can take them seven point four. Yeah, that's how I need to run my seven point four. Yep. Pantry looking like commissary. I ain't lying. <laughs> Can tuna. <laughs> Vain sauce. All types of zoom zooms and wham. <laughs> ain't had a top, solid meal for one straight year. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow in the best shape of your life. <laughs> but yeah, like, okay, 16% on transportation. So there's anything we spend on cars, maintenance, and just getting to and from work, whether you're taking public transportation or not. Here's the other thing that's funny in that report 
we spend less on cars than the other ethnic groups. Bet you didn't what? see that one coming, did you? What? Yeah, because let us tell it. As soon as we get a little money, what do we do? Oh, we're going to buy the fancy car. No. We're putting rims on. According to this, that's not what we're doing. I got cousins still got Delta 88s. And, and not because it's a thing as far as like memorabilia or it's meant. No, nah, they driving the Delta 88 to work. <laughs> <laughs> This ain't day to day. This ain't day toy car. No, nah, this ain't no play car. They getting offended. You keep asking about it. <laughs> they know how to. They know how to fix everything on it. Get mad. They ain't get, they can't get no more aftermarket parts for it. <laughs> ben stopped making them parts. Car been paid off since ninety two. Delta eight eight. Just getting by. Just getting by. Okay. The other breakdown: two percent on education, seven percent on healthcare. And 11% going towards Social Security and personal insurance. So that is 80% of our buying power spent on things that I would say is the, is a necessity. Yeah, like, those are real necessities. You need to, you need every, everything. You need all that stuff. Yeah. So you're trying to make it look like we're being irresponsible when we're literally, we're just paying bills. We're just going to work, paying bills. And the reason I had a problem with this was you put us out there and singled us out, only us, not the Latin community, not the Asians, singled us out for not improving our network. And this is why I tell people you need to question, whenever you see something like this, you need to question it. You need to dig a little bit deeper, or you can just tune in our show because we'll do it for you. We'll do that. Hit that like and subscribe button while you're at it. Yeah. Ding. Um... And the really crazy thing about how CNN presented this is if you actually read the report, not just look at this video segment, but read the report, the report will start off telling you it is nearly impossible to calculate spending by a race or an ethnic group. So where the hell y'all getting the numbers from? Where the number coming from? If you're telling me it's hard to calculate, how are you getting these numbers? And I will read to you, verbatim, the first sentence of the report. And I quote, The Silic Center's estimates and projections of buying power show that minorities wield formidable economic clout. Keywords. Keywords. Projections and estimates. That just sounds like some guessing to me. Boy, look, that is some some real educated way of saying. I guess. We're going to ballpark. I don't know. I ain't sure, but this sound right. This sound right to you? That's, that's boy, listen, that's a professional one. level. I don't, I don't know. It might be. You got to turn your mouth for that one. I don't know. I don't know. Like, they asked them a question, and, you know, they gave you the international sign for I don't know. Is it Look, start off with them three words right there in the sentence. Man has no whatever you hear after that, it ain't even valid. Man has no idea what he's talking about. Man, you you should on the number. Shh. And look, man, look, I, hey, 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 I was on, I was up late last night on Google, but bro, like, I mean, we can roll with them numbers yeah, if you want to. Is that what you want to do? I mean, if you with it, I'm with it. <laughs> Put it on out there. And here's the worst part about it. Start off telling you projections and estimates, 
And then if you read the rest of the study, it it's not even an economic study. Nope. The report was made to tell businesses how to market to specific ethnic groups. It's a marketing piece. It is not like scientific data and a study. This was them saying, hey, to market to a particular race at a particular age group, these are the things that we think they are spending their money on. So if you are in this segment, market to them. They may buy it. We think. We think. And then when they ask, well, man, what what are y'all basing this on? And you get your boy in the background, shh, boy, look, man. Goddamn. Hey, man, look. I, pull, it, sh- pull, pull it up on your phone. Yeah. It's on the phone. <laughs> Put it up on the phone. It's on. Look, uh, look, look at it on Google it. Google it. Google it. Yeah, look at the Google. Pull it up on the phone. I saw it on the iBook. <laughs> on the Face Cloud. And for a major media outlet like CNBC, they'll put that information out there and paint that type of narrative just... Y'all reckless. Just recklessly? I'm talking about with no research behind it? Man, come on, man. That's trash. Because all I had to do was click a little, click a couple of buttons on Google. Voila, I got the report. As soon as I read the report, literally first sentence says projections and estimates. And y'all just took that and ran with it. Had the all damn dacity to crank up Black History Month very first day with propaganda. Yep. And I'm gonna tell you why why else I'm mad. Cause the rest of y'all took that and ran with it. I'm talking about boy, y'all took that baton and took off like you was on the Jamaican four by one team, <laughs> just out the gate smoking everybody. I mean, the rest of the day on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all it is is we need to do better. We need to do this to close the wealth gap. We need to do this to close, you know, we need to invest. We need to save. We need to buy all the stuff we've been hearing for years. But you know the most important part about saving and investing? What's that? You need some damn money. <laughs> you need some damn money. If you ain't got the money, you can't. You got to start off with some money. 80% of my money is going towards just Survival. I'm investing in gas. I'm investing in housing. I'm investing in food to, to sustain got, life. I got stocked and stocked up on the, on the grocery before, they, before their price went crazy. Filled up my tank, son, before the gas shot up. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Nerve. You got the nerve and $5 a gallon gas weather to tell me that I need to do better with my money. It is a whole hundo to, to gas up anything right lying. now. And if you don't have any... Like you said, disposable income. You 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 not are you are in a position to come. You know what I'm saying? Us as people, we gotta stop beating our own people up. Come on now, y'all know that's it's rough the, enough. Out it's there. rough. It's rough. That ain't that ain't how it is. It ain't necessarily like mm-hmm. that. And, and the whole thing is, like I said, they threw the report out. Got a couple of black folks to get on there and say this is what we need to do to close the wealth gap. And here's my problem with this whole wealth gap speech. We just totally ignoring how that thing came into place. It's it's like it just existed. Nobody knows exactly how it was created. The U.S. government did this. Yeah, they did this. You can you can check out our season one kickoff where we told you how they gave away millions of acres of land through the Homestead Act. Right. They used the FHA, which was a government entity that was started to allow the middle class to own houses. They locked us. They locked us out of mortgages. Right. 
They wouldn't insure mortgages. They were the ones who started redlining. The federal government. When they wrote Social Security benefits, they wrote us out of it. They specifically said that if you worked in the field or as a servant of some sort. Slave. Yep. You couldn't be you couldn't be part of Social Security. When they did the GI Bill, we could not use the GI Bill to buy houses. So don't sit here and tell me that we have to overcome all this just to keep the heat off of you so you can deny any responsibility in this. And then, even though you know all of this, you just use the media to go dig up some nonsense like this report so you can put the blame on the black folks instead of where it belongs. And CNBC, we're calling bullshit. On this one right here, got to. Flag on the plate. Fire. Technical. That's that's technical and two. And we get the ball back. I ain't lying. So, now, we done laid that out there. Told you, this was some trash. But we just want to be clear here. Wealth gap does exist. We have a responsibility as people to do whatever the hell it is we need to do to overcome that. But all that being said... Black folks, we can do better. We can do a little bit better. And next week, next episode, we're going to show you how. So, I'm Jeff Knows Money. I'm Mojo Hill. We'll holler at y'all next week when we tell you some simple steps you can do to close the wealth gap. Very simple. Y'all just ain't doing it. We out. <laughs>